it's Jen the Builder. And Corey. We're on Take the Elevator. Woo, woo. Middle of the week. Woo, woo. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> How has it been going for you thus far? Oh, I'm tired. Oh, my gosh. I'm so tired. <laughs> right? I was like, wait a minute. We fell back. We should have gained an hour. Why am I so flipping sleepy? Well, we woke up at 2.30, and I didn't go back to sleep. And I was just up, and then I started the whole process of getting ready for my day. So it was no turning back. And once once I'm up, I'm up. I, I can't do the, oh, let me go back to sleep for an hour, and then I'll be all right. So Oh, that's for today. I Yeah. And I did go back to sleep, but I mean, just in general, like because it's getting darker earlier. So my mind isn't registering like I'm still working at five and it feels like I should be totally off work and already like in relaxed mode. Right. No, I, I totally get that. Driving home is uh, a little bit taxing. Oh, I'm in sure. The dark. I'm sure. In the dark. I hope you guys are flexing well because yeah. <laughs> we're struggling a little we're bit. We're struggling, but we'll be all right. Yeah. I still got good energy. I'm just tired. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. No, not at all. So I have a question for you. It's a would you rather question. Okay. And um, because I didn't eat dinner, you did. And so this question is around dinner. And maybe that's <laughs> what's influenced this question. But would you rather dine by the sea or eat in the mountains? Uh... I'm going to say by the sea. I can handle that part of the ocean, like being by the ocean, even getting into the ocean, like right by the shore. But And, and especially if it's at nighttime, that's a really pretty sight to see the ocean when it's calm and it's very soothing and relaxing. So, yeah, definitely by the sea. I How like about you? That. Well, I would just dine. I'd like to die. <laughs> but if I had to choose between the two, I'm, I'm right there with you. I think the last time I actually dined by the sea was with our good friend, Lady Glow. Oh, yeah. Right? And her and I were in San Clemente, and we were right there and saw the ocean. And the beautiful thing about it, even um, at, at night, especially at night, is the moonlight just glows and reflects off the water yeah man and then you see these amazing stars that's what i'm talking about <sighs> i could do that right now i mean i wouldn't eat of course let's go I just ate. let's go let's just adios this episode and let's just go no 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 Jen. we can't <laughs> do that <laughs> fine um i do love the mountains um and when i think of the mountains it's like at a cabin at a camp Fire, you know, all those things speak to me, but there's just the ocean is my thing. Actually, Genevieve, um, one translation of it means lover of water. Oh. Yeah. Pretty cool, huh? Apropos. So apropos. What I love, too, is as we're talking about dining by the sea and eating at the mountains, is... We have choices. We have options. And I'm, I'm going somewhere way crazy with this, but I'm going to link this somehow. Okay. Is that we have these choices and we have the options. What makes us choose one way or another? Or let's say I wanted to eat in the mountains and you said, no, I'd rather buy the ocean. I say, okay, let's go by the ocean. When I really want to go at the, to the mountains, what keeps us from doing what we really want to do? 
for the sake of someone else or something else. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So <clears throat> I, I often pondered this as a younger person with friends because I remember thinking to myself, if they don't want to do this, I'll go along with them this time, taking one for the team. Mm. And then next time they'll want to, they'll may, they may not want to do it my way, but they'll do it because I took one for the team. And to my horror and disbelief, not a, it was like, Oh, well you went along with us last time. So you should go along with us this time too. And I was like, no, that's not how this works. But I think in the big scheme of things, most people just want to be team players and hope that they get an option the next time to go where they want to go, do what they want to do. And I think we're pretty good about that. Yeah, I think so too. So when we come back from our break, what we're going to come back to is actually this is as we're preparing for the end of the year into the new year, you know, it's been, it's going to be a running theme for uh, the next couple months here is how do you finish strong? How do you deal with the possibility of a totally new beginning? And just kind of how do you sort some of these questions out in these situations we're in? Because I'm going to have a very transparent moment with you, Corey. That I'm in the middle. I'm in the thick of something. And when you're in the thick of something, it's just exactly that. It's so thick, sometimes you can't see outside of it. Do we need to have a conversation? Yeah. Okay. And I hope it's okay that we have it right here in the elevator with you all. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's not scary. <laughs> I know. Maybe I should get something to eat before we come back. <laughs> we'll be right back, and I will not be eating. Every Okay, so to kind of gather my thoughts, I want to start with this. There's some sayings here that I'm just going to put out there, okay, as we're preparing for the end of the year, and you might find yourself in a relationship, in a friendship, in um, a career, or in a class you're taking, or in friendships that you have, whatever situation you're in, there's some sayings that we can throw out there. And I hear it all the time. Oh, you got to stay in it to win it. You know, don't give up. Don't quit. You're not a quitter. You got this. And you just said earlier, Corey, take one for the team. Right. Mm -hmm. And then there's the other part where you're saying you've got, you've got to pivot, right? You've got to move out of the way. You've got to get out of it. Right. Um, I, Talked to a good friend via text today, and she says she had a swerve. Oh, right, which is so so beautiful because I I haven't heard that term in so long. But I've always liked that term. I've never heard it. Oh no! So when she said, I was like, "Oh my goodness!" Um, Or you just you know get out, yeah, move. Um. So those are some situations that people find themselves in. And I recall when I've been in relationships for too long, friendships too long, or career too long, because honestly, it was just, I had already put so much time and energy into it. I was so invested in it. I was hoping that there was going to be a, an amazing rate of return. You know what I mean? Yeah. So how do you distinguish 
that voice that's telling you you need to leave this versus maybe it's just me. Maybe, you know, and you make all those excuses. So, I mean, I just sit just, up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to do this strategically because I know if I say what's on my mind, people will think that I'm just a heartless mm. individual. Okay. First and foremost, we as people have to know that we can't love everyone. Let me rephrase that. Everyone, everyone won't let you love them. Mm. And so if someone won't let you love them, you got to know at least well enough for yourself. That's going to be harmful. Now you say, why, why do you start with love, Corey? Why, why would you go there first? Well, because if I just said straight to the point, I don't love everyone. Oh, what does he mean? Mm-hmm. Is he that? But if you understand the fact that there are people in my life that will not let me love them, will not let me like them, will not let me hang out with them, won't. I mean, and that's just the, the the fact of the matter. They have no intentions on spending time with me or getting to know me better or understanding my way of thinking, and so. For me to force myself on them would be a little bit of a acrobatic circumstance. Mm. So I've just learned that when I come up against those kind of circumstances, let's not waste any time. If I understand what this game is and you understand what your game is, then I'm just going to move forward accordingly. Mm-hmm. It, it just makes life a little bit more easier for me. And so I think if, and, and I could say everyone, but I know that everyone has to go through their own Egypt, so to speak. Um, that's a term that's, you know, people used about uh, the children of Israel in the wilderness. So if you don't understand that, then you make life a little bit more difficult for yourself. But once you get that, once you come to that conclusion, and guys, we got to remember when the light bulb comes on, it's time to look around because we can see. Mm. That's where I'm at. Man, that's good. I I was like, oh, I need to take this down, but I'm just going to replay it because you said quite a few key things there. Um, so can we equivalent not loving you back to a situation or a circumstance that doesn't necessarily involve a person. Can we take that same advice and make it like, can an object or an event or a situation love you back or not? Does that make sense? Absolutely. So, I mean, I've been in careers where the career didn't love me Mm. (laughs) and it was clear. (laughs) It didn't pay me enough. It didn't give me enough Mm. hours. It didn't, didn't give, give me joy. Didn't give me no benefits. Right. <laughs> didn't give me no joy. The people there were mad all the time. So I knew right away, this is not the job for me. I need a job that loves me. I need a career that loves me and a career that's prepared to take care of me at all costs. You know, and, and even if it's working hard to take care of me, but it's not able to, I can work with the taking, you know, taking the the option to try to take care of me opposed to just, nope, we're not giving you anything. You don't deserve anything. We don't want to give you anything, and this is what it is. So you have that. And then you have things like, okay, uh, <coughs> I, I'm, I'm going to go there. Um, 
I had this tumultuous relationship with the bottle and it didn't love me. I, I love to drink at points in my life. And I just realized at point and times that <coughs> this is not going to work. It's going to go bad. And if I don't get out while I can, then it's going to get worse. And it could get to a point where it's life-threatening. So, yeah, you can definitely equate those times of something or someone within something right, not being able to love you. That's good. Because it sometimes, most of the time, <coughs> I'm so I'm so sorry, guys. I think I'm getting excited from what I'm hearing. <laughs> so, um, let me get some water here, real quick. Because you know it's the non-edited podcast, <coughs> which we want to hold tr- true to. Right. So, I love that, and in, in its simplicity, it's the most powerful thing. So, for example, I have a friend whose rent keeps going up. And up, like every year, because right. there's no rent control, right? Right, right. And they have to make the decision of do they stay, do they go? This is this has been their home. You know, what do they do? And so in the situation you're talking about, if it's going to put pain and stress, not just on your pocketbook, but in your marriage, and it's like those are things that we have to pay attention to. It reminds me of the movie, Corey, we talked about this earlier too, that movie Get Out. Mm, right yeah, and it's did. like these are all the signs it's all around you but he's and i hope you guys have seen it so you guys know what i'm talking about but anyways it's called get out and he sees all these signs but girlfriend's cute you know I, i'm feeling good here or whatever family looks like they're well put together right. even though the family really isn't he sees these things start to unravel and so the sign is just get out and so I love how simply you've put that Um, because, you know, I teach to things like flexibility and adapting. And we always think to be flexible means sometimes you just stay in it, but you pivot and find your way and work through it. And flexible could, could just mean walk away from it. Be that flexible where you realize not for me anymore. Yeah, I'm a big proponent of knowing when to walk away. Yeah. If you, if you, some man, if I go back in my life and think about the times that I should have just walked away and and not said anything, just yeah, what would have happened? I would have been in such a much better yes. place on so many different occasions. Yes, and and it's not always life and death, and it's not always something about love. As far as some, you know, being in a uh, a relationship with someone that you're in love with, sometimes it's as simple as. This is not the right church for me. I need to get out of here. Right. And I just need to get up and walk, opposed to rationalizing and trying to pivot in that moment. Because pivoting don't doesn't always mean that you get out. Sometimes pivoting just means you turn or you alter yourself right. long enough to feel like it's a little bit more comfortable. But what you've done is you're you're attempting to adapt. And that's not always good. Yeah. Absolutely. You had talked about team and stuff too. And it's interesting because there are things that are happening right now as we're approaching the end of the year where it's so much like in my face, like, and it just is so much in my face that I leave myself to think like, what am I doing and why am I processing it this way? So let me give you an example. 
Um, we, as Genco Soundco, sound company, however you want to say that, can get or we do get a lot of compliments, a lot of you guys are doing a great job. Keep it up. Oh, wow. You know, a lot of celebrations with us. And then there's that we, and we've talked about this a few episodes again, the naysayers, right? And so there's one. And let's say there's one out of 250 compliments and, and encouraging statements and just love that's been bestowed upon us. But it's that one that keeps at me and almost... And even has the power to make me feel like I have imposter syndrome. You know, like, what am I really about? Should I really be doing this? And then I want to get all sorts of silly philosophical of one event, one moment that becomes so monumental because it's that. And I, I'm not putting myself down for that. This, these are my feelings. These are my emotions. But into the new year, I really want to be able to keep things straight that way and see it balanced. You know what I mean? Corey, instead of focusing on that one and and seeing everything else for what it is. I do. I I really do sympathize with you on this because I I know what you're going through. And it feels like um, a personal attack on you. Yeah. The the saying that misery loves company can never be truer than what you're going through, and and so you you just have these situations and individuals that are miserable, and it's provable, mm-hmm. definitively it's provable. Right. You know, as happy as one can pretend to be. And, and I'm being very purposeful about the wording I'm using. You can tell when someone is truly happy within themselves. And that's where that self-love is. And when you don't like yourself or you're not happy with something about yourself or you're struggling with who you really are or what you're really about, it builds and it begins to fester. And as it festers, You need to get this out. And so the way you most people get it out is by trying to affect or hurt or push or, as you said, hate on someone else. And so I've I've just learned over the years that instead of letting that that hurt fester and that disappointment in myself or disappointment in what I've what I thought I achieved, but I'm not reaping the benefits or reaping the fruit of it. I can't be angry at someone else. I have to be angry with me or figure out a way to help me get over this anger. And so I I encourage you, don't take it personal. It's not personal. It's not about you. It never was about you. And and for those of us that are, are listening, it's not about you either. And so when these people are doing these heinous things or these selfish things or these egotistical things, it's more about them than it is about you. They're not trying to, they're, they're attempting to alter your life, but they're more so trying to make themselves feel better for the hurt or the loss or the dislike or the mm-hmm. not loving. Right. And it's 
So apropos that you're saying that because I promise, promise, promise that here in my journal, which is right in front of me, I've listed all these things that we've talked about. And right above it, it says, love my enemies, pray for my enemies. <laughs> and it's in small writing. Everything else is all huge, like all around it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is a challenge. And so uh, just being real about where I'm at, like there Sometimes it doesn't bother me at all, honestly. Like, I'm just like, I'm so over it, you know, dust it off my shoulders, get up and keep moving. And then there are days when it's just like, really? Like, why do you keep trying to do this? And I just have to remember it's it's not my place to understand, maybe. Maybe, but I think maybe you've given them a category that they don't even deserve. I mean, Mm. Let's be real about it. You know, technically, an enemy was a friend at some point or someone that was in your life. You know, you don't just have a stranger walk up and say, Oh, I see what you're saying. I'm your enemy. You know? <laughs> well, I don't even know you. <laughs> but if that person never mm. was a friend, and, and this is the way I equate it, and, and, I, and I'm going to say something a little bit sensitive to me. Mm. I have people in my life that have never invited me to their house, that have never offered to take me out to to lunch or dinner. I have people in my life who have never offered to do anything, buy me a birthday present, um, say, hey, man, you've been really cool with, with doing this or doing that. Let me do a little something for you. Or, you know, I was thinking about you because you've been such a good friend. Here, I'm gonna give this to you. See, those mm. kind of people don't know how to be friends. They don't understand how to be good people to other people. They can be good to themselves and maybe to the people that are in their immediate family, but they don't know how to be good to people on the outside of that. And so I can't say that, oh, I'm going to consider you a friend when you haven't offered me any kind of olive branch, any kind of peace offering of any sort. And 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 you say, well, why wouldn't you offer them friendship? Because friendship is important and it's sacred. It's, you don't give friendship to just anyone. You give friendship to someone that you care about, someone that yes. you love. Yeah. It just reminds me of the episode when we said, you know, who are you inviting at your table? Right. right? That's exactly where I'm going with it. Thanks for that wonderful reminder. I really hope this wasn't a Debbie Downer to you listening. Um, we just had to have this real moment. And I think that's the beauty of this is as you elevate yourselves and one another, we have to be real about where we're at, you know, and that that's so important. So as we're preparing for the end of the year, guys, if there are signs that are saying, get out, if there are things that you just have to remember, this is not about me. I don't need to take this personally. This is about them, and all I can do is wish them well and hope they figure this out so that this behavior stops. It's funny, but I had to do that with an email today. I, Just I, today. I read this email, mm-hmm. and I put myself in that email, and I said, oh, how dare you? And I was like, wait, what are you doing? It's not about you. Right. They're not mad at you. They might be mad at a situation that involved you, this right. is not personal. Right. This is this is definitely not personal, and so I'm not going to take it personal. As a matter of fact, 
I'm going to go ahead and delete this email because it doesn't even pertain to me. There you go. There you go. Get out, delete, whatever that looks like. Whatever it takes. <laughs> well, we hope you guys have a good rest of the week. By the way, you know, I'm going to put this plug in as Genco Sound Company. Uh, the Shameless Band is going to be at Haven City Market. Is that what it's called or Haven Market City? I don't know. Anyways, it's on Haven in Rancho Cucamonga. You know that Corey and I are about the Inland Empire. We're about loyalty. And Corey was born and raised in Fontana. Shameless band started with a band that actually started in Rancho Cucamonga. So we're so excited to be there. Please, please, please make it out there Friday night, seven to nine. I've never been to this place. I've heard amazing things about it. They've got a whole bunch of food which I will be dining and I'd love to dine with you. Um, they've got a whole bunch of stuff and drinks. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. I believe. Yeah. They definitely serve alcohol and they serve uh, soft drinks too. So if you don't drink alcohol, yeah, which is more than fine, still feel free to come out. Mm-hmm. And you guys are going to be playing outside, right? Yes, we will. So we'll see you there. If anyone, anyone, even if I know you on a personal note, if you come to me and you Say, hey, Jen the Builder, or hey, props to Genco Sound Company, or man, the Shameless Band. However you come to me and identify any one of those three, I will get you dinner. And wow. you don't have to eat with me. If you think that's part of it, you don't want to eat me, you don't have to. But hit me up. I'd be happy to extend that gift to you and just say, hey, dinner's on us. How many people were buying for I just said one person, or if it's a couple, I'd love to buy for a couple. Okay. One person, a couple, please come out Friday night. You're such a giver. I I really am. I and that's are. one of my strengths, and I love that about me. That is awesome. All right. Well, you know us to take the elevator. We say look up, and let's elevate. elevate.